0: listeners. Welcome to Vicious Cycle, the podcast about periods and the people who get them. I'm one of your blosts, Meg Trowbridge. Kate Elston, co-blost. Meg Hayes, fellow co-blost. <laughs> Reporting <laughs> for duty. Um, yeah. Hey, thanks for tuning in, everybody. Um, we've got a very fun episode for you. Uh, but before we dive into the main event, uh, Kate, I believe we have a phone call. We do. Let's toss it over to that.
1: Hi, Vicious Cycle. This is Trisha calling from Minnesota. And I'm here with my first period story. I was 15 and it was a week or two before Christmas of my sophomore year. And it was a day of like a mid-season gymnastics meet. And the thing about gymnasts, and wearing leotards is that that usually means that you have to wear a sort of tampon and maybe a liner if you can fit it in there um when you're on your period but it was my first period and i had never practiced preemptively putting in a tampon before so we were driving to the meet and i was talking with another senior on the team who was like a pro at this stuff and i was like "I'm, i'm having my first period she's like oh don't worry someone's bound to have an extra tampon or some sort of panty liner or something and so we get to the meet and um, another senior gives me the super tampon and since then I've learned how to use a tampon it's really not that bad but no one really followed me to the bathroom stall with the super tampon so I was just in there uh panicking a little bit because I still had to do my hair and whatnot so (laughs) i was in the bathroom for 15 minutes on my phone on google trying to figure out how to put in this tampon it didn't work and i felt really bad for wasting one but then i (laughs) walked back out and thankfully it was a light first day and it was brown and i um put on a panty liner
0: um it was brown it was
1: brown that is
0: so adorable i can't believe no one accompanied you to the bathroom. Well, here's the thing, though.
2: When this listener said, "Oh, I was I checked on my phone how to on do it," Google. I'm like,
3: I'm like, okay, in our day, <laughs> like, what am I going to do? Ask Snake? Ask the game Snake? How do I put in a tampon? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Geez, my Nokia ringtone, the bamboozler or whatever that was called. I checked with Minesweeper. I
0: think if I just go somewhere in the middle on my desktop, on my dad's work computer.
2: Tell my mom to get off the phone so I could dial in to AOL.com. You just send a fax to my dad. On secretary. my desktop that-, <laughs> that we share on in my- the living room.
3: On my desktop that did not have internet. It only had solitaire. And <laughs> pinball and a word processor which we didn't know how to use and notes not even a word you guys I I used to copy and paste lyrics that I liked into the notes and I swear to god like three years of top 40 lyrics Uh. were deleted somehow in the process The amount, the the nerd level I hit, where like we had
0: internet, we had a compact desktop computer in the basement, and I would go online and look up like (laughs) images of dragons. (laughs) And then the ones that I really liked, I'd put them in (laughs) words.
2: Put them in Word Docs <laughs> and save. <laughs> I see you're putting pasting dragon pictures uh-huh. in a Word Doc. Yes. I see, and I raise you a um, saving um, the Simpsons wav wave files of Homer and Bart making jokes and saving them to a floppy disk <laughs> for later. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> what did you bring the sleepovers? Like I
2: made it. It was just a I could put two megabytes of data on this floppy <laughs> two? two? Not one? Two. <laughs> oh my god. Anyway.
3: Meg, oh, your dad's Tisha, thank you for work giving us
2: this gift, listener. This was okay. Thank you for this phone call. I'm the so glad.
3: Dad's that- work computer just <laughs> destroyed <laughs> me. Absolutely destroyed me. Your dad's like, "What's this? I'm looking for my legal document. Why are there dragons on here?" Uh, but the listeners
2: that bleed today, in the age of iPhones, just have no idea how easy. I mean, it didn't seem like it was easy, and I'm glad it ended up working out for you. But like oh my gosh like wow you can have all the info you
3: need and still not really get it until (laughs) it just goes to show you yeah it's so funny it's so true in the age of Uh, the information age we 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 still don't know what to do with our bodies yeah
2: you don't (laughs) need jeeves you need ask veeves for vagina i don't know that was really stupid um
3: also the brilliance of the show, Pen 15, and like that image of the massive tampon.
4: tampon. Yeah, because yeah.
3: it really, a super tampon still scares me. I'm like, yeah. oh God, how'd that get in there? Somebody take it.
2: <laughs> oh man, thank you for that phone call. If anyone else has first period stories, also, I love any good gymnast stories. We know that we did research on gymnasts and other athletes who bleed, which was like one of my favorite episodes. So, if that's you, call us 9106 uterus, leave us a message, tell us a story, tell us a tale. Tell us a story. Um, tell us what you used to do on your family computer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> um, let's get to the bleed search that Meg Tro presented us.
0: Okay, let's do it. Okay, well, I am so excited um, to teach you all what I learned about ovaries. We've talked about them a lot in past episodes, um, but we've never gotten into the nitty gritty. Um, so, uh, as we discussed in our cervix episode, um, the cervix is the neck to the uterus. Is that how we described it? I believe. I sure. believe so. I think that's how
2: we we landed on that food, after food many analogies. Down
3: it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: except oh, the neck. No, the neck, no. of course. Oh man, Meg's a mess. And then, okay.
3: babies travel. Out your neck, Babies are the but not the cervix. Of the cervix. <laughs> oh boy. Thank you, Dr.
0: Hayes. So, <laughs> um, so if the cervix is the neck to the uterus, then the ovaries are the hands. Like,
3: of course, of course. Jazz hands. And and Jazz the fingers hands. are the follicles that we still need to do an episode on. Perfect. We and then, we then they get catch into follicles here. The egg, and then they throw. They ca- the egg and they throw down they play the bow with the fallopian down tubes.
0: The arms. Yeah, the arms. Okay, wow. Good, Meg. Good. Um, Not a visual cool. medium. This podcast. Okay. <laughs> Dang it. I'm sorry, listeners. So, for all those who can't see me, I just um, spun my arm around in an adorable <laughs> way. <laughs> okay, so, um, so just to kick us off with this ovary bleed search, uh, I thought I'd list my fun facts. Woohoo! First up, m- mature ovaries are the size and shape of an almond uh though i also read they are as big as a large grape now the only problem with that is that because of like gmos grapes can be like monstrous so i was like (laughs)
3: maybe almond is better um yeah seeds are seedless because almonds and large grapes are very different in size it's a very good point
0: like i think of those monster green ones you know where i eat them in two bites yeah. So, but I think maybe the discrepancy I've found in my research is because my other fun fact, the size of your ovaries change throughout your menstrual cycle. So I, that blew my mind. That's, right?
2: That's weird Zs. I mean, they know the cervix moves. So I guess. Right? Okay. I
0: think probably everything down there changes up. Um, so they grow what? as they, they, um, as the egg matures in them. And then once the egg is released, they kind of retract a little bit interesting an
3: extra fun tidbit after menopause so like a sponge like water in a sponge and it expands and then you, you ring it out it. and it retracts yes okay. sure sure <laughs> and then after menopause they shrivel up
0: just like our nightmares they predicted they don't
3: they don't
0: <laughs> just like a, ra- a grape to a raisin just like just like so our the, entire yeah, bodies
3: the, so the grape really is the best the best metaphor <laughs> Yes, I think. That's Are you right. serious? It legit shrivels. Shrivels. What up man wrote this? I know this article was
0: like. I know that sounds scary, but it's totally natural. And I was like, oh, oh it's so hard to be thirty-five. Um, okay, so <laughs> next fun fact: uh, the place where the ovaries hang out in your body is referred to as the ovarian fossa.
3: Ooh. Spell that, please.
0: I missed that, Kate. What? Can you can you spell that? Sure, I can. F O S S A, so
3: close to being fossy,
4: so close, mm-hmm. so far.
3: Jazz hands,
4: foss <laughs> right?
3: Yes, like the ovary jazz hands. Um, Ovarian fossa. It reminds me of os. oss and fossa. Well, it also fossa. reminds me
2: of of a foyer. Ooh, sorry, we like- such a mess.
3: <laughs> well, because I looked up,
0: I could only find one recording of someone saying it out loud. Because I was like, is it fossa, like mu fossa, or is it Fosa like foshosa. And uh, this guy said fosa. Omarosa. Mm. So
2: it is like fosa Omarosa. Okay. But he had an okay. accent,
0: so who can say?
3: Um last fosa super... and os two of my favorite words of all time.
0: I mean fo- and Wittershins, fosa. of course. Wait. Never forget Wittershins. Never forget. Um last fun fact is that when you're stressed, it's the ovaries that are affected. Preventing them from releasing an egg, and that's what messes up your cycle.
3: Yeah, My poor ovaries. I know. <laughs> Little hands just getting all stressed. They just they go into like mega jazz hands, and they're just like, I can't do this. It's they too start much. self-stemming.
2: Yeah. yeah, we we learned that in like a, was it Michelle's episode about amenorrhea where uh like yeah she she, her yeah your your ovaries are just like well i our body can't handle this right now so we're not gonna release an egg we're not gonna ovulate
3: we'll take we'll take a month or two or forever so the next time you miss a period you can just go around and tell your friends my ovaries are really stressed right now yeah
0: guys can you say a blessing for my ovaries
3: okay so
0: those were super fun facts.
3: Um, <laughs> we've just, we literally just defined ovary and it took 25 minutes.
0: Yep. Done <laughs> and done. Thanks for listening. Um, so, so next I thought I would dive into the functions of the ovary. Great. Uh, the main functions are threefold. They, one, secrete hormones. Two, protect the eggs you're born with. And three, release an egg for possible fertilization. Gotcha. Let's break these down, shall we? Um, Hormones. Let's get into it. Ovaries produce estrogen and progesterone, which we've been very familiar with. We've talked
3: about those a lot.
0: They also produce lesser known hormones, relaxin
3: and inhibin. Uh, We've heard of relaxin.
0: I, that sounds
2: like a pharmaceutical at commercial. Yeah, see. right? Right. Like if, if you're stressed out,
0: take relaxin. Work on Wall Street, take relaxin. Wow.
3: So four different types of hormones? Yes. Okay. You said relaxin, and then what was the other one? Inhibin. I think a very Inhibin not... sounds
0: like a roofie. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a not very creative doctor was like, oh, uh, I guess... We'll just name them like on onom- or like like they sound. We'll we'll give them names so everyone knows what they do. Um, unlike progesterone and estrogen. So okay, so let's break down those hormones. There are three different types of estrogen. What?
3: Which maybe we've talked about? I can't remember. We've talked. This so is much, all you guys. new to me. Like <laughs> honestly, even you just saying ovaries make hormones, I'm like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If I I had a multiple choice option, I might have gotten that right, but I might have not gotten that right. Right. Just being honest, this is our fourth season. Yes. Still working my way out of the hole of despair, like a sponge. When you squeeze it, it goes right back out. out.
2: It really does. That's that's this podcast for sure.
0: So why they hired us to do it? Okay. So the three types of estrogen are estrone, estradiol, and estriol.
2: Estradiol we talked about in episode like one or two. Right. Because I said it funny and then you guys made fun of me for being like estradiol. <laughs> and we pretended like I was an Italian man.
3: Oh, it must um, have been like
0: the birth control episode.
3: It was the birth control yeah. episode. Episode That three? sounds anyway. like unfortunate names for triplets.
0: <laughs> yeah, this is estrone, estradiol, and estriol. Um and so they are used like the body uses those three types of estrogen um to help develop breasts, larger hips and to aid in the reproductive cycle. Gotcha.
3: So which one do I have too much of? It's a great leading question to my massive boobies. I'm
4: just <laughs> no, saying I which, of to three, <laughs> which of those diagnose Which of those three do I,
3: I think... need less of?
4: <laughs>
3: um, Can I target estradiol? Four right. Smaller boobs. And be like, cool it. <laughs>
0: cool um, it. I know, because I also was told uh, I like produce excess estrogen, um, but they never clarified what kind and why I'm so juicy down there. <laughs> <laughs> oh <laughs> boy. Anywho. Speaking of which, I think yeah, I've been
2: extra juicy. I mean, I'm at mm-hmm. the point in a pregnancy where that Carla warned us about oh, yeah. in the episode on moms. Uh, I am so juicy. So whatever the juicy is, that's where I'm at right nice. now. I am at the point where I wear sweatpants, usually without underwear because it's COVID and I hate Course. everything. Yep. And I we got these new dining room chairs, and when I get up, it leaves a little mark where I was sitting. Like Fuck you can yeah. see it. I you love it. You need some
3: things. <laughs> I don't
2: care. But who who am I here to impress? Yeah, if I was at work, I'd probably wear, be wearing things and like a liner. I got no, no one.
0: I mean, chair. what? It's a hard. It's Are they fabric chair? chairs?
2: No, but they're like shiny black, shiny black wood. So that it looks, it looks like there's just like, you know,
0: you can see it. You can see it. Good for you, Kate. I love that you're owning it.
2: I am. And I don't even care. I have to buy extra sweatpants though, because I'm going through them like so (laughs) fast every week. (laughs) I don't have enough to like keep me tied over until I do laundry. (laughs) Anyway. Juicy. Juicy.
0: Well, the next hormone, progesterone, uh, is what thickens the lining of the uterus Um, So that's then what we slough out or what the little baby grows in.
2: And if and if people don't have enough progesterone, I know, isn't it that sometimes they they won't like that's prohibiting them from conceiving because the the egg won't latch on? I think that's right. Yeah. Okay. And so so some women take progesterone like right before they ovulate to like. Boom, boom, boom to get thick.
0: Uber up that line. So is that
3: part of IVF is do you take per Is that what the
0: shots are? Yeah. And people like, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think it depends on what your infertility issue is. But uh, I know like um, I've seen people post about how weird it is that they like are taking birth control and like fertility drugs at the same time because like the same thing, like they use the same things just for different reasons. Because I was on progesterone-only birth control. Right. These are great questions to ask uh, an upcoming guest
2: who we're having on about her IVF journey. Yes. Stay tuned for that, listeners. We'll put that on the
0: question, Doc. And we'll remember what order we recorded these and that this should go before that one. Yes, we will. <laughs>
3: okay. So,
0: <laughs> so just throw it up in the air and let it come down. Okay. So next up, the lesser-known hormones. Relaxin. It loosens the pelvic ligaments so they can stretch during labor. Easy. Boy, I hope I have a lot of that going on right now. Like, I hope that's all I have. Do you feel like you're relaxing?
2: I'm not. I'm more chillaxin, mm. maximal all cool <laughs> while
0: sipping some b-ball outside of school. You probably shouldn't be outside of a school right now. But a couple of guys, they were up to no good. Okay, sorry. Um, <laughs> they didn't have masks. They were up to, yeah. up to no good. <laughs>
2: Um, um. But yeah. yeah,
0: so relaxin, pretty straightforward. Inhibin is where I really stumbled. Um, so I'm going to tell you <laughs> what I learned, which is very little, because the minute I pushed a little bit more, uh, it went immediately over my head. And I was like, yep. I am out of my yep. league. Yep. Um, okay, so inhibin prevents the pituitary gland from producing FSH, which stands for follicle-stimulating hormones. And then I wrote in my notes, I think. (laughs) And then another thing that talked about it that I could understand was inhibin is a non-steroidal hormone that is involved in the follicular phase of the human menstrual cycle. So, So what I couldn't get an answer to is if inhibin only comes in when you get pregnant, If, like, once you get pregnant, then inhibit comes in to be like, hey, stop producing that hormone, or if it's Mm. part of what matures the egg. Mm. But anyway, Mm. I tried to like search that. It was like, this is a medical journal, and we talk to you like we don't know how dumb you are. So I was like, I found out all I needed to know. Um, But after digging into uh, these four hormones, I was like, okay, obviously they represent the beetles. Uh, very clearly. Um, Paul is estrogen. He's flashy. He comes at you with a lot of energy and he can. Everyone be a knows that much.
3: Everyone yeah. knows Paul. He's the most well known. Yep.
0: Um,
2: and he's had a lot of iterations in his career. Like yes. he's had all the three. He's estradiol is his uh, solo career. Yes, exactly. Yeah.
0: Uh, Estrone is his weird marriage history. Yeah. Um. So John is progesterone. Obviously, obviously. Can, obviously, can bring you down, but can also provide you a lot of clarity. <laughs>
2: um. George, don't. The, hey, hey, Meg, don't bring me down. Okay. <laughs> okay.
0: okay. Don't bring, bring me, me down. D- Thank you. Um. George is inhibin. Uh. Because <laughs> yeah. he's nuanced. He's complicated. Mostly in the background, but prob's pretty important. <laughs> and we can't and we can't be bothered yeah right we're like i don't know i think i think george and then ringo obviously relax and he does one thing and he does it well
3: <laughs> <laughs> he's clutch um, he's clutch yeah, when you need him that's great that's really good and okay. without him they wouldn't be successful because they exactly. had another drummer and then he came in yeah ringo
2: wow, really i don't th- know as much about the beatles as you guys do
3: he was a
0: later addition and uh he brought us yellow submarine so function number two egg protection now what's so cool about diving into this is that we are in the presence of a fetus that is growing ovaries that is true so here's a thing that blew my brain wide open People with ovaries are born with their lifetime supply of eggs. Uh, technically, they are born with egg cells or oocytes. And then oocytes grow into ootids, which then I immediately was like, guys, who ooted?
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, is ootid the name I should choose from my baby? <laughs> Quite
0: beautiful. <laughs> um, and then ootids uh, mature into ovums, which can then be fertilized. Okay. So um, a female fetus in early development has 6 million egg cells. Is that not
2: insane? The thing I've been struggling to wrap my brain around lately when it comes to... I think at this point we would have already heard me talk about the 20-week ultrasound that I had. Mm. Um, But I did have that. And I'm just like, how does she know how to do these things. How does she know to just grow a brain? How does they, how does like, oh, just, yeah. Kidneys are starting to grow and like five fingers on each hand. It's like, and 6 million eggs. Like how, how does, how do we know how to do this? And like, like science is fucking so awesome. Crazy. And
0: like her, her little, her little ovary, it's, it's already, it's like the size of a tiny egg. So in that are no. 6 million, even tinier
2: it's, it's so weird anyway.
0: It's yeah. crazy. So, so this, all of these stats kind of kind of freaked me out and blew my mind. Also, I fell into obviously like a thread of these questions are usually asked by women who are freaking out about their fertility. Uh, so every article I read was like, don't panic. Everything's going to be okay, okay? <laughs> um, so, and I was like, I'm just looking for the stats, man. <laughs> um, so a fetus will have 6 million egg cells, but at the time of birth, the egg cells drop to one to two million. She's so, already she's wow. already
2: aging out. She's already getting already aging out. Get, oh, get, fertility get is she's downhill triveling.
3: from the womb. <laughs> um,
1: <laughs>
3: so also, then, you guys, little known fact: if you have sex while pregnant, you can impregnate your fetus. No. Obviously, that is so, a fact.
2: That you believed that I bet when I you were in Catholic
4: not. school. <laughs>
3: Yes, you did. <laughs> the nuns taught you well. <laughs> Look, did I believe that someone could could crawl into my Rindo and impregnate me and I wouldn't know it and I would be a pregnant virgin? Maybe. Yes. Kate and I wrote a book ab- or wrote a song about it. We, we could, a we should, we it. could write a book, a book about, about it. We could write about it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um okay, hmm. so time of birth.
0: Ovaries hold one to two million egg cells, okay. and then over the course of the years it takes to reach puberty, about ten thousand follicles and egg cells die per month. Wow! So what's at, the point then? I what's have the
2: no idea. Growing them. I've, okay, maybe I was wrong about like the beauty of science and life.
0: I'm like, no, you got it wrong. It <laughs> like makes so really- much sense. <laughs> um, and so then at puberty, there are three hundred to four hundred thousand egg cells. Wow.
3: So, the- oh, Meg, a question I have is at puberty, is that when it changes to the word ovum? So I think puberty is when you, when your
0: body starts. So, okay. So what's crazy is that inhibin sent me to down a little rabbit hole about the pituitary gland, which I think we could do an episode on. Cool. Cause what's crazy is that the pituitary gland is behind. It's kind of like between your eyes behind your nose. And that sends you a bunch of hormones that talk to your, your bits and are active in your reproductive cycle. So that was kind of weird to me. I was like, I feel like all the stuff down here talks to each other and the brain stuff. Like I, it it makes sense that like everything is connected to the brain. Yeah. It's like the pituitary glands, like the stage manager.
4: (laughs) Oh, Oh, have we talked about the pituitary gland before? I I may, we may have made that I don't know what before. the hell yeah, it is. Cuz that's good. I don't.
0: That's good, Kate.
2: <laughs> Maybe I'm I'm quoting one of you back to yourself. I'm not
0: sure. <laughs> well, cuz that that's when you start to mature body-wise and you start sending yourself hormones, then it sends the signal to the ovary to start maturing an egg. So, you've got a bunch of oocytes or egg cells and when you get that hormone, one lucky egg, and and it's in its follicle, moves to the ovarian wall and grows into an ovum. Got it. So it's like one egg becomes an ovum and is released, but the rest remain egg cells until they get the cue until they to enter or they get their from places. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yes.
2: Until they get their entrance. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. So um, wait, you We guys- definitely talked about this before and I can't remember. Yeah,
0: when, but is, I, we made this. Our listeners before. are like, they can't they haven't learned anything. <laughs> no, this, this is, is like- we've done this episode before.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I just found these notes. So it's <laughs> so weird. <laughs> so this is a dumb cue, but like so do we only drop one one egg per cycle? Um usually
0: that's like how it's designed. But um, every so often, more than one egg will fall, and that's how fraternal twins happen. Got it. But identical twins are when one egg splits. So the third function, the final function of the ovary, egg release. Uh,
4: The menstrual cycle doesn't start until puberty,
0: um, and that is because of hormones. Healthline explains, Puberty begins when the hypothalamus in the brain starts to produce gonadotropin-releasing hormone, G-N-R-H. Gonads. Gonads. And they, every time I looked at articles about ovaries, they were referred to as the gonads of the ladies. Interesting.
3: I didn't, Mm -hmm. okay. It's, 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 um, gender neutral or sex neutral. It's, it, yeah. Because you typically think of like, quote unquote, male reproductive organs. I, I don't know the proper way of saying that now, but. It's everyone.
0: Everyone's got gonads. We go mad for gonads. Okay. <laughs> so, um, so, gonadotropin-releasing hormone in turn stimulates the pituitary gland to produce follicle-stimulating hormone. And that also known as FSH, FSH initiates egg development and causes estrogen levels to rise. It's a Rube Goldberg machine of puberty. Yes. Okay. It's mousetrap the game.
2: <laughs> Such a good reference. I loved those commercials and I never had the game and I was oh, so mad.
3: I had it so disappointed. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs>
2: yeah. Kind of like puberty. Okay.
3: So the pituitary glands are like basically behind your third eye. Kind of. I mean, that's how. That's where. Do you I remember, envisioned do you remember? In in like every
2: video of like menstruation, it starts. There's like a diagram where there's like a light going off in your forehead that like travels down your body.
3: I Kate. I don't this know. I just saw begins. a video of the the stations of the cross. So that you know, <laughs> the pituitary gland is in Nazareth. Here's blood coming out of Jesus's
0: hand. Well, now you know what you need to know. <laughs> Um, so, okay. So that's kind of what sparks the menstrual cycle and puberty.
3: God, I want to, I want to know like how long this all takes. Cause remember, like obviously my obsession with discharge, like, is this a multiple <laughs> year situation where like your body is get preparing the, is for a long time up? before the period is like the final act. Or like question. the encore. I don't know where it would be in this scenario. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's opening number of act two. I don't know. Sure, um, It's the intermission <laughs> and everyone's just kind of milling about. But like I wonder when those, those signals start and how long that process all takes. Right. Dr. Yes. Kate. Dr. Kate
0: will ask because uh, these articles were hard to read. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, I'm impressed. Um, we, you're doing a great job so far. I'm learning a lot.
3: Thank you so much. I'm um, learning as if I've never learned before. <laughs> wow, Meg. Okay,
2: way to like one up me on how much you're learning. That's fine.
3: Wow, I'm, I'm really more of a it for sponge
0: Meg. than Kate is. <laughs> Um. So. Uh, so yeah. So the FSH, the follicle stimulating hormone, causes the follicle and the egg to move to the ovarian wall to mature. And once the egg is ready, the follicle ruptures. So it's kind of like the given tree. It's just there to grow it. And then it's like, go off. Um, and it sends the egg off into the fallopian tubes for its big adventure. It's slip and slide. It's a little slip and slide. It's a little uh, walk down the staircase into the um, ball. Yeah. So those are that's kind of what the ovaries do. And then the rest of the organs take off from there. Yeah, that's, wow. that's them's ovaries. Okay. So then I thought, wouldn't it be fun uh, to talk about how ovaries can go wrong? Yeah, I was going to ask. <laughs> it's on everyone's mind. <laughs> um, when ovaries go wrong. wrong. <laughs> um, ovaries gone wild. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, the first way uh, that ovaries uh, the first condition I'd like to talk about is near and dear to my heart. And that is ovarian cysts. So these are fluid filled sacs or pockets in or on the ovary. And the most common kind are referred to as functional. And, um, it's because they're caused by the menstrual cycle and are related to the follicle that housed the mature egg that was released. Or wasn't released. And so sometimes the egg will be released and the follicle will kind of be irritated and grow um, and become a cyst on the ovary. Uh, But that will clear itself up. You don't have to do anything that's kind of natural. Or sometimes the egg isn't released from the follicle. It will live as a cyst and also typically resolves itself. So functional cysts are pretty common. And they don't need medical treatment, but they can cause discomfort.
3: You guys, sometimes when I cough, I feel it in my ovaries. And I wonder if that has to do with cysts. You might have a little cyst. Or a big cyst. Or a medium cyst. I'm
0: barren. You're a big cyst, Meg. You're a big <laughs> cyst to two cysts. <laughs> We're the cyst sisters. Um, so the next kind of cyst is called an endometrioma. And it's... Caused, uh, it's usually, um, found in people with endometriosis, uh, because the endometrial tissue can make its way mm. to the ovary mm. and become a cyst on the outside of the ovary. On the outside. Yeah. And yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. and those can be painful and it sounds God. like those, if they, uh, to be removed, probably has to be surgical. Yeah. it was. A- So then there's dermoid cysts, which may sound familiar. Uh, They're also known as teratomas. And these are formed from embryonic cells. So they contain tissue such as hair, skin, or teeth. No! Uh, They're like your twin. Yes. Yeah. I I read that and was just like, uh, my big fat Greek wedding. Yes, the <laughs> was tumor my was twin. my twin. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so, b- listeners may or may not remember, no um, hurt feelings if you don't, but <laughs> in my Ectoprego episode, I learned that I had a dermoid cyst. And I didn't have the wherewithal to research what that meant. And um, in you some a ways... Lot on your mind. I did. There was a lot going on. I was kind of busy. Um, but in some ways, uh, I'm... I'm sad that I didn't get to know for a full year that I had a toothy cyst just hanging out on my ovary, but there's an update to that cyst and another cyst to learn about. So I had, uh, a, an ultrasound uh, earlier this year and they learned more about that cyst on my ovary and it came back, um, as a struma ovarii which is a rare form of a teratoma so it is a form of a dermoid cyst but it's comprised mostly of thyroid tissue and the vast majority are benign but they can be cancerous and they can also cause hyperthyroidism so hi jessica laniato seeing into my soul
2: yeah wow everyone needs to go back and listen to that episode where she read Meg's birth chart yeah
0: and was just like hmm you seem like maybe there's thyroid stuff going on oh and cysts I'm just like oh my yeah. god Both together holy yeah mark. so so yeah now what's cool is that I learned I was given this information via like my chart and then there's been no follow-up so I'm like cool cool so I just have I just have a cyst what are we gonna do about it um, but I think hospitals are busy at the moment. Um, so cysts, uh, the grand majority, they say m- almost every, um, menstruator will develop a cyst. Like they're just pretty, pretty common and you may develop one and it goes away and you'll never know. It's um, like acne of the ovaries. Yes. Sometimes you just get one bad pimple and that's it. Sometimes, you know, you, you've got a little more sparkle on your face. <laughs> um, so so those are four different kinds of cysts, um, and most of them will resolve themselves. But the ones um, that don't typically are benign and aren't um, harmful, except for um, when a so- when a cyst grows too big, it can drag the ovary out of position, Ooh. and that's known as ovarian torsion. Mm. I feel like what a good word to make it sound like it probably really hurts a lot. Yeah torsion um and it's painful and can decrease blood flow to the ovary so I think it can cause permanent damage to the yipes, ovaries yipes. um so that's why before symptoms get bad dermoid cysts um are typically surgically removed okay. so like it's better to remove it before the torsion
3: sure so did you have ears removed
0: I haven't yet because I, sw- I had we learned about it at Kaiser they never followed up about it then I switched um you know m- medical providers and then COVID happened So
3: So you still have your hairy cyst? Well, we now now know it's not not my toothy, hairy cyst. It's just thyroid tissue. Yeah.
0: Or maybe there are some teeth and hair in there. Fingers
3: crossed. (laughs) (laughs) I hope Um, I get to keep it. (laughs) Oh, boy. Yeah.
0: I want a picture.
2: Um, (laughs) When I was in the ER in Los Angeles for my Mm -hmm. appendix, uh, there was also someone in the room with me who uh, had a, uh, a CT scan right before me, and it came back that her she, that she had a, a ruptured ovary cyst. So her Ooh. abdominal pain was from a ruptured cyst or something with her ovary. I remember overhearing that and going, okay, maybe that's what I have. Nope, it was my appendix.
0: Mm. Oh. Well, that's... I mean, because the, the cysts, when they rupture, like, sometimes they can rupture during, like, exercise or during sex, um, and it can be pretty painful um sometimes it's just like a bad cramp and it resolves itself in a little bit um but sometimes if it's a bad cyst like if it's a really like intense cyst it can cause internal bleeding and then you'll feel the effects of internal bleeding yikes um so usually that also needs a little yikes doctor visit So other conditions of the ovary that some we've touched on, um, like PCOS, Mm -hmm. season finale of season one, we talked about it. And we also talked about it with our guest, Luna Malbro. Mm. Um, So PCOS, just to remind people, is a condition that causes very irregular periods. And it's caused by a lack of hormones that allow an egg to be released from its follicle. um, And that causes cysts to grow on the edge of the ovary. So it's, you know, comes with all sorts of stuff. But it's, again, Hormone-related because the ovaries are all about those hormones. Um, other fun conditions to talk about. Ovarian cancer. Ooh, ooh, Come ooh, on down. All right. <laughs> Everyone get in on the party. So this um, made me have a hard time falling asleep last night. One in <laughs> 78 people with ovaries will get diagnosed with ovarian cancer.
3: That's not that lot.
0: That's, that's not the number I wanted to hear Holy. That's too wanted many. Hear that's one too, in a thousand yeah. you know um so yeah so that's uncomfortably likely to me um so uh it's just good to know your family history if ovarian cancer runs in your family just like bring it up with your doctor right away um and know what the risks and symptoms are to keep an eye on um but then like because I recently had a UTI and uh all the symptoms of a UTI and what I was going through are the same for ovarian cancer. It's like have to pee frequently, um, maybe constipation. And I was just like, oh my God. That's pretty sure it's just a UTI though. Oh man. And so the last condition I wanted to talk about uh was like an ovary rupture. Um and I wanted to talk about it because I know two people who have referenced experiencing it. But as I was digging into what that is and why that happens and like, is it as I imagine, which is just here's your ovary and then it goes pop. Um, <laughs> I couldn't find like anything. Every time I searched, it, it would come up ovarian cyst rupture. I couldn't get any information about it. Um, it's like
3: the pubic bone of this episode.
0: Inverted pubic bone. Does it or does it not exist? So it may merit another episode. Um, so we'll we'll dig into it more. Um, but if you know, if listeners know more about this, if you've experienced one, call into our hotline, 9106-UTERUS. Because uh, we want to get to the bottom of it. There's very little on the internet. Kate actually did find something from 1871. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Uh, I think... Again, when you start – Meg
2: is totally right. When you start to look into these, like, heavy-duty, like, very specific medical things, you just end up with reports and research papers that are just, like, from one doctor to another doctor. And you're just like, well, this isn't for me to read. Um, So it does look like there's something called an ovarian artery aneurysm. But I don't know if that's a a cyst rupturing. But it's something – Wow. It says spontaneous rupture of an ovarian artery aneurysm is rare and is thought to be related to pregnancy or uterine fibroids. A patient without fibroids presented with extreme pain during normal menstruation. That, that was the whole sentence. Okay. See, they don't even know how to write in complete (laughs) sentences. (laughs) Um, Ruptured, ruptured ovarian artery aneurysms should be suspected in women with abdominal pain and peritoneal signs Oh, of so course. Whatever. So, whatever. So, maybe ruptured ovarian artery aneurysm is what your friends have had. So, we'll look into that more.
0: And also, potentially, could be um, an ectopic pregnancy that was in the ovary. Sure. That, 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 and that's like deadly. Yeah. But I do want to know do ovaries just pop? Do they Spontaneously combust. Yes.
3: I, want, so, like, I need to know. Does the egg get stage fright and run back into the ovary and then it ruptures? Like, is that what we're talking about? Meg Hayes, here's I, yeah. why
0: you're the best in the biz. You
3: <laughs> thread the needle
0: through the whole metaphor. Too you hard. You don't give up. Too much. <laughs> I
3: really don't I
2: would don't say it's, it's like that grape. It's like the grape who has been too filled with GMOs.
3: Goes
4: back you know, into blame the ovary. I myself.
2: I gave too many Remember metaphors. Remember, the grape was the med- grape was the ovary.
3: <laughs> no, the grape is the. Oh, you're right. You're right. The grape is ovary, <laughs> not the egg. But then, mm-hmm. an ectopic pregnancy is when the egg gets
2: a, a fertilized egg doesn't leave the ovary, so gets like stuck yeah. in the tube, right? Well, but or- yeah, but it could be ovary, or it could be cervix, or it could be elsewhere.
0: Yeah, it's just when it's not
3: in the uterus. Okay, an ectopic when pregnancy not and viral. it starts to mature. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, and then grow. that's dangerous.
3: Okay, so so my thing was kind of right, right? Well, we were talking against yeah, stage fright, about- and it runs back stage,
0: but
2: it doesn't. I don't think that it just it never leaves the ovary. It doesn't go backwards, right? Yeah, no, I but think it, I it's mean frozen. it's getting
3: it's at the wall. It's at the ovarian wall, re- ready to descend. Sure. Down the tubes and then runs back because it's scared of the <laughs> sure. slip and Listen.
2: slide. Sure. Listen, wow. Okay.
3: Yes, maybe. Yes, Meg.
0: Yeah. Yes, you know, I think I think I can help in this in that. I basically summed up everything we just learned into a song. Yes, you thank did. God. Thank God. you. Thank and I God. think this might just re-answer or create more questions. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. Um, so, uh, I've dubbed the song just "Ovary." Enjoy.
4: well they dangle to the sides of your ute and at the end of your phallopes yeah and though they are pretty small and kind of cute they can also be a pain yeah they fill us with hormones so our bodies are a mess and they pop an egg on out unless you are super stressed (laughs) and then they shrivel up When your body no longer bleeds, this is the song about your ovaries, (laughs) (laughs) ovaries, 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 they start out with a bunch of eggs, Well, little eggy cells, yeah, they're called oocytes. And then those grow on up and mature. When you turn 12, that's kind of (laughs) (laughs) bullshite. And not only that, they can cause you pain that you can't avoid. They can grow some cysts. That are filled with hair and teeth called dermoids. Cause all those cells and moans, they are bound to go insane and make you bleed on out and mess around with your brain. Oh, and also maybe they can explode with no warning. I know we need you, but come on over here. Oh, so good, yeah. oh,
2: so good. Uh, yay that actually did help me like remember what we talked about right. yeah
0: <laughs> you can all learn it at home and dance along um
2: <laughs> side note that performance of i may have talked about this on the podcast before but of bruno mars singing that at the grammys Um, as a tribute to Amy Winehouse, was it makes me cry every time I watch it. It's gorgeous. Coming together for music, anyway. Um, should have been on my list.
4: (laughs) (laughs) I really should have. (laughs) Well, that's that's my bleed search. That's what I have to
3: tell you about
2: ovaries. Much. I yeah, that was fascinating.
0: Wow, we learned so much about the eight ovaries on this call the eight ovaries yeah because i've got two and meg's got two and you've got two but then you've got two more inside of you oh my, <laughs> oh my god. god
2: yeah carl keeps saying like you have a person in you, you have a skeleton inside you you have <laughs> two skeleton skeletons in you, in you. So and there's crazy.
4: a tiny
3: tiny uterus inside you, <laughs> little, little tiny <laughs> vulva a little tiny, <laughs> tiny tiny eggs oh my god so yeah, it's
0: a cool time oh to learn god. about um and how many more grandchild. cells you have <laughs> right your god yes future grandchildren in there all those egg cells are maybe a hundred
2: thousand because apparently that's how many she'll have by the time she gets to puberty there you go
3: (laughs) she's gotta get going (laughs) thank you so much meg t for that enlightening bleed search
0: thank you for your time
3: and the sponge is it's gone it's all gone (laughs)
4: It
2: dissolved it was an old sponge and it's gone (laughs) i'm back to normal size now just like
3: my ovaries Um, next year on my 35th (laughs) birthday (laughs) all right let's do a vintage read my labias
4: i love those done because you always read my labias did it oh labias 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 labias
2: great um can I go first? Cause I have one. Yeah. have go one at the it. ready. Yes. Okay. I want to take you back to 2005 Mercer Island high school. When I was a senior, uh, in high school, I had a great senior year, like truly loved my high school experience. Um, you know, I was on the varsity soccer team and lacrosse team. I did, I was in the marching band and very involved in band. Um, I wrote for the high school newspaper, of which my boyfriend at the time was editor in chief. Okay, um, look at you. I know it was a good it was a good year and it was all topped off with senior, senior superlatives in the yearbook. And um, I was gunning for n1 the most likely to be on SNL. Ugh. That was what I got in the yearbook. Oh my God. Um, truly only because I came to school every Monday and just reenacted every scene from that Saturday's Bless episode. You. That is the truth. <laughs> um, however, there is another category in our high school yearbook, senior superlatives. I don't know if this was common in other people's high schools. Um, couple that should have been. Oh,
3: did you guys have this? No. So it was basically no, like. I went so, to an all girl school right. that was homophobic. So we did so, not yeah, have that. Nope. <laughs> nope. So it was usually cool, reserved. Cool, cool,
2: It was usually reserved for like really close girl and guy friends. Like my sister actually got it with her best guy friend four years earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's always just like, oh, they should have been, you know, their best friends. They should have been a couple. Well, you know who got it? 2005 was my boyfriend with another person.
4: Oh.
3: oh. Was that bitch also on the on the yearbook? Like what no, was her but superlative? She, but she was the co-editor
2: of the newspaper. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And I at the time was like, "Oh yeah, cuz they're really good friends and they like grew up together. Cool, cool, cool." And it wasn't until like a couple months into the summer that I was like, wait a minute, my peers voted <laughs> on my longtime boyfriend should have been with
3: another Someone
4: girl? Else? That is
3: <laughs> bullshit, okay? You know the yearbook and new- and newspaper people are like this. Yeah,
2: they mm. they plotted together oh for that. Goodness. They wanted to tear the winner of the SNL award down.
3: Yeah, um, yeah, Anyway, bullshit.
2: read my labias about it. Mercer Island High School, class of 05, I'm on to you.
3: I'll do a short vintage Read My Labias. I wasn't going to do this one, but Read My Labias, my high school, for saying that they were going to have a senior superlative most likely to be on SNL, which I campaigned for (laughs) vigorously (laughs) with many impressions, (laughs) and no one got it. Uh, It was not even in the yearbook.
4: Do you wow. think no
3: one that voted at all? I have really no idea. Hurts. But that let really me tell hurts. you, I was called into the principal's office to do impressions <laughs> no. of staff members.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> to do impressions of staff members. She was like, I heard you do a good Mr. Smith. And I was like, well, yes, I do. Yes, uh, I no. do. <laughs> I don't even know if that's a good Mr. Smith, but right. I'm laughing. It is. People it. still talk about it. <laughs> no, <laughs> My friends still text me and they're like, you and Mr. That Mr. Smith man. Wow, Meg.
2: Those were those were your golden years. Hmm. Yeah.
3: They Did you really ever were. check later yearbooks? Did you get it posthumously? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's what they say when people die, but thanks, oh, Meg.
2: Posthumously? <laughs> it's also posthumously. Posthumously. Post, post-humous.
3: Humorously. <laughs> She finally uh. was funny enough for this team <laughs> I finally relative. got it. That Smith
0: <laughs> impression took a couple years to really sink <laughs> in. It. it
2: wasn't humorous, but it was post-humorous. Oh, Post-
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, so dumb. Oh, Meg T., you got a vintage RML? Um, well, so I'm trying to, uh, I like
3: piggybacking the sure. themes. So I'm sure. trying to think
0: of like a high school related one.
3: Um, Yearbook related one. You've perhaps? always yeah. been petty, Meg. I don't doubt that you've got a story for us. Thank you. Well, the one that comes to mind. Okay. So one, like I, my
0: high school was ginormous. I graduated mm-hmm. with 660 people. Um, when you graduate with that many people, it's like. Who? I Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So we didn't even have, I think my junior high did the like best smile, prettiest eyes. And high school was just too big to like even Organized. fathom it. Mm-hmm. Um, but my theater department. Uh, when we would do like a summer musical, the senior women would do awards for the whole cast. And it was like really lovely because I was a sophomore when I like, I was, I was a baby in my first musical and like the senior women like knew me and made me an award. And it's like, it's pretty, it's a lovely tradition. Um, but junior year, the award they gave me was Viking Princess.
3: Um, <laughs> That's Pat so Minnesota. Minnesota. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, but I think it's because are you Rose Nyland? Like, are you actually <laughs> Rose Nyland?
0: I am a bit Norwegian and Finnish, um, but uh, I I think it's because like I was a singer, but maybe also <laughs> my prowess. Um, but also, it said Viking Princess, A.K.A. Uh, like Mrs. McNamee, and now. I have to unpack this because uh Robbie McNamee was my BFF in high school. He's also. A, he's a listener. He's a listener. He's a big time listener. So hi, blistener. Robbie. Um But it made it kind of awkward because we were bust fronds and we weren't going to date. And it was like oh, why couldn't I just have been Viking princess and not yeah. like also like you are friends with a boy and that means that you belong to him. Yeah. Wow. So, so it, weird. So it, but it reminded me of your high school yearbook and being like who, couples who should have been.
2: I know, like, and it's like, you. why? Why are we well, even talking about this? It sounds like we all had very strange uh, v- superlative experiences <laughs> in high school. I was proud of mine
3: until until i thought about Look, what my boyfriend I'm deeply <laughs> jealous of yours oh man thank you
2: on that note let's end this episode <laughs> oh let's... man
3: we're going to keep talking about yearbooks yeah we'll let you guys know Compu- go.
2: we're going to talk about computers <laughs> yearbooks oh,
3: we have a lot to catch up on my god quickly quickly what was everyone's AOL limelight003 oh girls3sb Because I shared it With my sisters Oh my god SB for Seal Beach Of course So proud of Seal
0: Beach Um, Not uh, lately But thank you (laughs) (laughs) Mine was um, Cap 10 Kangaroo 10 Like the numeral 10 And O's were zeros Cool I I didn't even like the show I just really liked That I had (laughs) Something with numbers in it
2: Listeners Thank you so much for listening to us relive our ute. Um, And we would love you guys to stick around for our next week's episode, which is featuring our dear friend of the pod, Amanda Rosenberg. She's back to talk about more mental health issues. Um, Amanda is the esteemed author of That's Mental, which is an amazing book. We interviewed her last year humorous essays about mental health and she's discovered she's got a new one everybody and it has to do with periods it's pmdd and she is here to talk to us about it so definitely tune in for that as always like us on insta and do all the things tell all your friends about us and in the meantime keep
4: calm and and bleed bleed everywhere. everywhere